Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach. And making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. You are listening to the Oracle of Light. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon, and I am just so excited today for this conversation. I have the lovely Charlotte Lamenda. Did I say that right? Lamenda? You did. Lamenda? You did. Okay. Yep. And she is a psychic medium and a healer. She's also here in the city that I'm in, in Canada. We are in Calgary, Alberta. I am just so excited that you're here today, and I can't wait for everyone to hear your story and your insights. So welcome. Thank you so much. You know what? I'm I'm uber, uber excited to be here. I've been a fan of yours. I've been watching yourself. I've been following you for a while now. So uh, we're friends on Facebook, and I think I've watched a couple of your Instagrams. I've followed you. I've, yeah, I've seen you grow, and you're just insanely wonderful. So yay. Thank you for having me. Oh, that is so fantastic. Thank you so much. It's always nice to, you know, meet someone that, that that gets this world. And so, yeah, we could probably talk for six hours straight, but here we are, my guys are like, okay, let's, let's get some work done. <laughs> we can chat. I know I've got, I got my guides going, reel it in, Charlotte, just reel it in. Just in, reel it in, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Will you start us off telling us how all of this started for you with your your near-death experience and how how you how you stepped into your your gifts and and all of your beautiful capacities with mediumship and spirit well you know it's interesting so um so quickly i had a near death so i was in a very bad accident when i was 34 um and when i had the accident my body rose above and I could see the the vehicles on the highway um, down below and I remember seeing my what I didn't even know my body being taken in the ambulance going over the hill and at the time I was just in this euphoric like I could hear my kids my kids were in the vehicle and, and by the grace of God they were fine by the grace of God they were fine but I could hear them and when I went into the ambulance that's when everything went black and I I yeah, so I remember rising above and just being surrounded by this white and yellow light and this, the only word I could use to describe it was euphoria and I didn't even know what that word meant, but it was just peace. It was, it was calm, it was love, it was, it was amazing. And I heard, that's when I heard uh, this man's voice saying, it's not your time, you need to go back. And I didn't even know what that all meant. So flash forward to being, uh, the next thing I know, I wake up in the hospital and I'm covered head to toe in bandages and I was had a concussion, broken, like all of this was a write-off. My left side was a write-off. Then four months after that, or after I got out of the hospital, I remember just wanting to walk towards that light that I had felt. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving um, 
shortly after I got out of the hospital and I, I literally pulled over to the side of the road and walked towards the sun because I wanted to get that feeling again. And I, I just, the, and even walking towards the sun, I felt that, that energy that I felt the first time. And just this love, immense, immense love that I had for everything, everyone, and I was going through a rough patch with my um, now ex-husband. And that's the reason why I had left and took my kids on this trip. I wanted to just air out my head and just wanted to know if I was getting, if I was doing the right thing, if I was making the right choice. So I thought, I'm just going to take the kids. We're going to go away and have this, this incredible, you know, weekend away from, from that energy, that space, and just really sit with it. And... When I came back, I had this love for him as well. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try to do my best and make, if I can make, like, if I can do my best to do what I feel like I have to do to make this relationship work, that's what I'm going to do. And so four months went by and I was, I was in that love state again, but then about the four months and I'm like, I don't know, it's, it's still not feeling right. Still not feeling right. Then I had a stroke. When I had the stroke, the left side of my body went paralyzed. I was partially paralyzed for probably about, I want to say for several months. So I had to really focus on trying to get it to work because this is my dominant hand was my left. Yeah. And so when I had the stroke, the energy inside of me was incredible. I didn't know what it was I had no clue what was going on and I like I was I was vibrating I was vibrating when I would go out in public after I had the stroke so again I'm trying to you know uh, facilitate this arm and I in hindsight it was actually quite funny because I'm left-handed so I had to style my hair and I do like my hair so I had to figure out how to use a brush and blow dryer with my right hand well, this guy's my right hand sitting there going, I don't know what the crap you're doing. So I went to my left and I just styled. I had to do and the makeup and it was crazy. It was hilarious. If there was a camera somewhere, I swear to God, bloopers all over it. But anyway, um, got that side of me back. But then the energy thing wasn't going away. And I would go out in public and I would I'd be feeling myself, but then I'd be looking around and I'd be like, what the crap? Like I would just start to vibrate and it would be the energy from the people, the energy from me and what I now understand and believe for me was spirit on the other side. So I got all of this energy yeah. just going crazy and I had no clue what was going on. I literally thought I was losing my mind yeah. and it wasn't until, so it was, uh, I know we'll talk about this in a bit. My guides, um, guiding me to this new me um and it was just a lot it was a lot at one time um and yeah and so you know then i started to hear people uh who had crossed over and i would hear them on facebook and then uh, even with my brother which was substantial uh i, I don't want to leap too far ahead but so just yeah that was part of my that was my near death it was it was like there was a couple things that kind of led from the near death mm -hmm. to the stroke and then all of that stuff that kind of 
it just little little doors opening and it was all of a sudden it just felt like the garage door opened <laughs> <laughs> not so much the closets yeah it's like the, the full-on garage door were open was opening yeah and it was uh yeah it was a little it, uh, overwhelming it was overwhelming yes I beautiful. Imagine. Beautiful. beautiful though beautiful yeah absolutely absolutely yeah beautiful. i i love hearing um people's experiences from near near death i i love hearing what what it felt like what it looked like what it just i just i love hearing that and it's i think it's just so powerful and i think it's it's a beautiful a beautiful confirmation that there is more that there is more this 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 isn't it you know someone said to me the other day well we're just worm food so i don't know who you're talking to i said well you know what if that's what you believe that's that's cool you you do you i do me and so it's it's amazing. So you heard this voice. And so you saw yourself. I'm thinking of the movie Ghost, right? Like he sees himself and then you hear this voice that this isn't your time. It's fascinating. Well, and so here's the interesting thing. What I now know in hindsight, mm-hmm. I've always had these, you know, when I look back at my growing up, my childhood, I've always had this. You can relate. I know you can. But we, you know, the the things that stick out in my mind, I was like, you know, in my adult life, I look back and I go, oh, I would always sense things. I always had this sense. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that was at that time because I'm so small, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember, oh, this one specific time. So just to breathe, I was, so my my, my childhood was, I had an abusive um, stepfather mm-hmm. and an alcoholic stepfather and an alcoholic mother and I remember being in the truck one time they were he there was a there was a fight going on they left me in the truck and it was pitch black it was winter and I remember sitting in the truck waiting for them to do whatever it is that they were doing and sitting on the console of the truck and the way that the light the truck light was sitting on my head I had a toucan and it the light of this of the truck just surrounded the top of my head. And in that moment, when I should be stressed and afraid, and I probably was about seven-ish, eight-ish, I felt such peace because I had this, the way that the light was surrounding my head. And it didn't, I knew what was going on, but I felt safe. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how I felt safe, but I just felt safe. So I found that, you know, that was one of those things I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> and so when I heard, uh, I went to a movie several years after my near death. And I remember sitting in the theater. So I'm holding all of this, this experience that I had in because my husband at the time was atheist. So I couldn't really talk to him. No judgment, right? So I couldn't really say anything to him. And I remember I did speak up and say something and he just kind of went, and I went, okay, well, we're going to just, we're going to drop that conversation real quick. Yes. But I re- yeah, and I remember going to this movie with my my oldest daughter who was in the accident with me and her best friend we went to this movie i wanted to go and see it and it was about this little boy who had a near-death experience and the whole time he's that i'm watching i just got overwhelmed and i started crying because i that was the first time that it just really sunk in that that's what i had that's what i experienced so we we left the theater and i and i just went to my daughter and her bestie and they're just like 
I'm going to help you with the buckles in the back. It's okay. <laughs> so again, I got silenced, you know, just out of fear. And I understand that. So yeah, it was in hindsight, I went, okay, so I could see where the synchronicities were. I could see where it was, it was catapulting to no Charlotte. This is the way we want you to go. And I feel like that's where, you know, the big, the big JC um, had that, he said that voice and that's who I know who that was. Now I, I recognize who that was now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was quite amazing. I love that. That's amazing. You know, and it's interesting because I, I kind of think off the top of my head, if I know of any, you know, mediums, intuitive psychics, healers who haven't had a tumultuous childhood, I can't think of any, you know what I mean? Like I, I think of a couple, I think, Hmm, I don't think they had, I mean, everybody has trauma to some degree. Everybody has upsets and disappointments and stuff, but just, yeah, when you start to look at it and it's just like, wow okay this is just this is fascinating right like it's just like huh interesting and I remember someone saying to me once she said well you know if you have if you work through so much difficulty it means that you have a bigger calling right and at times I'd be like well I've had enough of the difficulty <laughs> let's just get this shit going let's just get this show on the road already right mm-hmm. and I just I find that so interesting right it's just I remember when, when my gifts, I mean, I was, you know, I saw spirit from childhood. I called them the see-through people. And um, when my gifts started to reawaken after an accident I was in after my daughter was born, um, I remember hearing voices. I thought I was going crazy. I thought, oh my God, they're going to lock me up. And I would smell cigarette smoke. It was after they passed the bylaw here in Calgary that you couldn't smoke in restaurants. And we were in a restaurant and I'm like, someone's smoking. Someone, did you smell that? Someone's smoking. Oh my God. And my family, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, is that a stroke? If do I, is that a stroke? What is that? Right. And I'm like, I'm like losing it. And this had been happening for weeks. And then finally I was out for a walk one day and up ahead of me, there was this big, beautiful ball of light in the sky and it was shimmering and glimmering and it was just beautiful. And I froze and there was no one else around. And I heard my name is John and I froze and it was just like, John, who is that? It's my grandfather. So he's my dad's dad. And so, yeah, my grandfather, John, and my grandmother, Monica, they came through first right out of the gates. And that's that's how my awakening started, right? So it's just, it's beautiful. And now you mentioned your brother. Would you share a little bit more about your brother? Well, so my brother, uh, Colin, he took his life when he was, <clears throat> I believe he was 34 when he took his life, which I, you know, I find interesting. Um um, so yeah, he took his life when he was 34 and he was the strongest one that came forward for me. So I find it quite lovely that you had shared with your, your grandfather and your grandma. In hindsight, my grandma came forward, um, just to, to deviate, going through a stressful d- divorce. Um, I had to take my ex-husband to court and I didn't have a lawyer, so I had to represent myself and fight to get um, child support. Mm. I remember sitting on the C train, stressed out of my freaking mind, and this is before Colin had passed. And I remember hearing my grandma's voice tell me, you're gonna be okay. Cause I was just heading into court. I've never been to court, are you kidding me? Mm. I remember going into court and I, on the C train, I remember her saying, you're gonna be okay. And I went, and I just, this, this, the weight. And I went, okay, bang on, yippee skippy. Nailed that one, yay! So we so flash forward, and then Colin had passed. With Colin, 
when he so he committed suicide so we're all sitting down at the at my sister's and i remember and again not fully understanding i didn't know what was going on with me sitting down and i remember he showed me in the depth of this morning it would have been a few hours after we had they had found his body we met and i remember him showing me that he was surrounded by white light and I remember he showed me he's had his arms out and he, everybody always used, like, I always thought he looked like Jesus. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. And he was surrounded by this beautiful white light. So my family's outside, but my stepmom was inside and she's obviously overwhelmed. We're sitting there. I'm overwhelmed. I looked at her again, not understanding what's going on. And I told her, He just showed me as I'm crying that he is surrounded by white light. Mm -hmm. The peace that it gave her was incredible because I'm baptized Christian Mm -hmm. and the belief that, you know, they go to Neverland or whatever (laughs) I felt is is wrong based on my experience of what he was showing me, letting me know he was at peace. Yes. So I could share that with my family. So he came through visually. He was helping me plan his service on the other side. Uh-huh. So he was telling my he was telling me to tell my sister what colors he liked because my sister was planning the the my sisters were planning the service. And I'm sitting here still again, not fully understanding what the actual is going on. He's telling me, well, my favorite color is blue. And I didn't know that about Colin. So Callie's going, yeah, that was his favorite color. And I went, okay, well, that's what he just told me. And she's like, okay. And so like all of this stuff, so he's, I'm hearing him, I'm seeing him, I'm sensing him, I'm smelling him because he smoked. And uh, so I can, all of this stuff. And I remember going to meditate uh, over by Elbow Falls. Yeah. And I remember sitting on the rocks there and just being pulled. I wasn't really that huge into meditation, but I was starting, my soul was starting to guide me to that. So I remember sitting there and my friend was off because she was just like, you do you, boo. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick rocks. And I went, okay. So I went over and I did that. And then all of a sudden, Colin was literally right beside me when I was doing this meditation. Like he came forward so clearly and the peace that he brought me. And then he also helped me develop that giving his daughters, he left behind two daughters. Yeah. So he wanted me to comfort them. But at the same time, you have to use, I had to use a little bit of discretion because they were younger. So I didn't, you know, I was still trying to figure out all of this stuff, but I wanted them to know that he was okay. Cause of course they're distraught mm-hmm. and they were getting, he was giving them all these signs. And I was like, I have to tell them, like, I have to share with them that this is what, this is him, this, this is him, with them, you know? So I did, and it did give them peace, and, and you know, it, it was giving them solace, and that was all I wanted to do. That was the whole intent. So to say that, you know, he was first, he was the loudest, which kind of speaks volumes for his personality, because he was that guy. You're and he right? was making, yeah, he was making jokes on the other side. Yeah. Just briefly, I, again, going through all of this stuff, and I remember waking up, I think it was probably a day or two after, he had passed. And again, I'm still kind of distraught. And I remember him pulling the plug out of our mic of our toaster oven. 
And I remember going downstairs first thing in the morning and I, I'm screaming at my kids. I'm like, why, why do you got like, Riley and Maddie? And I actually screamed Colin. I was going, Colin, Colin, like, why are you doing that? And I, again, not knowing what's going on, my, my son was like, mom, it's, it's not Colin, it's Riley. So I was like, oh, sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Just, you know, <laughs> he goes, he goes, I didn't, I didn't unplug the, the toaster. And I said, Madison, did you? And he, she's like, no, why would I unplug the toaster oven? It was Colin. He was sitting there playing jokes and I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, that was part. And just quickly, I have to share another one. He was the one that uh, was guiding me to move. So uh, <laughs> my poor kids, honest to God. But um, so getting, I think I did find out what was going on with me. So we had his car that he, um, he took his life in his car. So I took his car after he had passed, parked it in the back alley. My kids weren't really warm and fuzzy about that, but it was just what I felt like I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So I took his car and it was, <laughs> okay. I took his car and I think it was about Halloween-ish. And again, this stands to truth about true testament of what my who my brother was. So my son was with me. It was pitch black. The horn in my brother's car went off and it would just kept going off randomly. <laughs> I was, I felt, I knew it was Colin. I knew he was playing. My son was literally crapping his pants. He's like, I'm like, come with me because we got to shut this off. He's like, I am not stepping foot outside of this. <laughs> but again, you know, I knew it was, I knew it was Colin, but he was my, he's my biggest guide. I've got other guides, but he's one of my main ones that brought me to understanding the transition I was going through with, with the loveliness that was being opened up inside of me, the seeing, the feeling, the sensing, the hearing, the smelling, all of it. Mm -hmm. And he was the one that gave it first. Like grandma was the first one with hearing. Yep. Uh, my mom, I saw her and I, I sent her. So it was just, but Colin was the one that really just went boom. So yeah, huge, huge, yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. His energy is, is big, big and loud. Big and yeah. I'm yeah. here and this is happening. I love that. And I think that, um, you know, I, I wasn't really sure how things were going to start to unfold when my gifts really started to rear their head again. And I was, I was guided to have Reiki and it was in Reiki that I was like, I felt like I'd been plugged back in again. And I thought I have to learn this. I, I need to learn this. What is this? And so I became a Reiki master teacher. And then out of nowhere, people started asking, do you do Reiki? And I'm like, yes. And so I started offering Reiki sessions. And then it was in the Reiki sessions that the loved ones started to come in again. I'm like, nicely played. Nicely played, <laughs> oh, you guys. I'm like, that was, that oh, was good. Yep. That was yeah. good. Right. And yeah. it's, it's beautiful. And I find, um, uh, there was a TikTok I did maybe a month or two ago, and it was on suicide. And it was, it was a, it was from my perspective, right? Like, and it's, and they're very, you know, we, it's, it's a very delicate situation and it's a very delicate circumstance that we talk about. And it's, it's, you know, how much, how, how much can we share, you know, because our soul's journey is our soul's journey. And when someone transitions in that way, they're still very much a part of our life. They're still alive in spirit. And that is part of their growth and their journey and their experience. And so I love that. I love that um, you can share that 
that experience about about what happened with Colin because I think it's people think you know that they you know if someone takes their life that they're 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 damned to hell and and they're gone and nothing happens to them and they're bad and they're this and they're that and they're so selfish and it's like no they're just in so much pain that that is literally the only way that they can stop it and and that's it it's done and so I love that it's beautiful it's 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 beautiful to talk about because it's it's one of those topics that yeah it brings up a lot of a lot of discussion around that well, and just briefly, too, I realize now that Colin was my teacher. Colin was, is a teacher. And I do feel like now that he's on the other side, I feel like his capability to teach is stronger than it was here. I feel like, yeah. I feel like you know, yes, it is absolutely devastating. Mm-hmm. However, I do recognize that a lot of the stuff that he was feeling, I have gone through. I've I've experienced that. And Mm -hmm. I know that he is letting me know what he feels he wished he could have done, had the tools to implement in his healing process, but he, he didn't. Yeah. And I feel like I... He taught me a lot and I'm learning and I recognize my own wounds. I recognize my own inner pain. Mm -hmm. I recognize that I want to take his, his teachings from the other side, his guidance from the other side to do better, to pay witness and just like, just teach. Uh, Like I, he teaches on the other side. I teach on this side and we're like we're learning together and that's why that's part of the process for me is to teach those to do better through his experience through my experience and the the, you know just doing both and being able to help and heal those on the physical plane Mm -hmm. you know and it's I love that you shared that thank you there was um um someone who I I have permission to share whenever I, whenever I share um, stories about clients because the work is sacred. Um, I had a family who their, um, their beloved son and brother had, had taken his life. And it was fascinating when he came through in the reading and he said, um, having gone through his life review and having looked at everything that, you know, he experienced while he was here in the physical and, and having that experience, he said, he realized that there, there were other ways he realized that there were other options that, you know, he, he, he simplified it. He said, I thought I only chose door a, and that that was it, that that was solidified. I couldn't change it. I couldn't change my mind. He said, I didn't realize there was a plethora of doors that I could have chosen that there were, there were other options. And he said it, um, he said, it's like his mind got the best of him. And it just, he's like, he felt like he had these inner demons and he just couldn't shut them up. And it just, and addictions, addictions always, you know, that, that, that's very difficult to, to work through. So I love that we're having this conversation because it's something, um, it is, it's very delicate. It's, it's very, um, it's multifaceted when someone does take their life because um, people that are left behind, you know, there's grief and we could have done something and we should have known. And, and why didn't they reach out? And there's just so much that can come up with it. And mm-hmm. I remember, um, and again, not negating anyone's loss uh, whatsoever. I remember um, listening to Peter Crone talk once he's the the mind architect. And he said, he said once something that stuck with me all these years. And he said, 
suffering is a choice. And he said, when we suffer, we're assuming that there could have been a different outcome. But what if there wasn't? How do we know that things didn't unfold the way that they were meant to or the way that, you know, and I find that that brings peace to people because it's, how do we know? We don't know. We don't know if if we had made that call, if we had done something different, if, if you know, we have no idea if that would have changed the outcome. And so it's, I think it's, um, again, I think it's, it's a beautiful conversation to have because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's so fantastic. Are you and Colin writing a book? Have you written books? I will be writing a book. I've started. Yeah, I've started. There's a couple books that I have in mind, but yeah. But that's the starting process, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> that's a whole other show. We'll have you back yeah. on when we've got yeah. the book on the airwaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I love that. I think that that's just so powerful. You'd mentioned Elbow Falls. That's where I go to find heart rocks for my son, Jack. Right? And I just, yeah. I love it. I, I love getting out there and there's no one can get in touch with me. It's like, there's some spots where I can see there's one little bar on my cell phone, but for the most part, it's like, I am completely unplugged. It's just, it's just so beautiful out there. I love it. Just love the yeah. energy they're so powerful absolutely absolutely yep i absolutely agree yeah it's beautiful and for those of you who are not familiar with alberta it's about mm, about a 45 minute drive um yeah and scenic and beautiful it's beautiful oh i can't wait till fall till the leaves start changing oh yeah yeah. oh it's gonna be so good it's so good absolutely Uh, and now you i love the work that you do with helping people realize that they're not just here in this physical body having this life, that they are a spirit or they have a higher self, that they have guides on the other side. Now, would you share a little bit about your work with, you know, awakening people to more to their their higher self? You know, I find it so interesting that even with the connection with my higher self, my first experience with that was the acknowledgement with like just sharing that that story I shared with you about the 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 truck light. I do feel like that was the higher self stepping forward, but at such a young age, not really understanding what that was, I just thought it was just captivating and beautiful and like, oh my gosh, such peace. And I do feel at that time, in hindsight, that that's what that was, my higher self showing me that this is where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And just having that peace and that that security and just that knowing that it's going to be okay. It's a little scary right now, but you're going to be okay. So then you flash forward to, um, I remember staying at, uh, or moving into my second, or moving into my house, um, uh, another one of the houses. And I remember going to bed. And so my kids would have been in their teens. I have three children. My oldest is 33, uh, 22, and 23. But my two younger children were, I think they were in there, they were sleeping because it would have been about two o'clock in the morning-ish. And I went to bed and I don't sleep with any noise. So I didn't have a fan on and I was, you know, I'm single. So I was by myself and just going and I'm just hitting that stage, you know, that lovely, blissful stage. And all of a sudden I hear Charlotte and I went, sprang up out of bed and I went, what? And it, it was so funny because it didn't scare me, but it startled me. Like, it didn't freak me out, but it startled me. And I got up and I went to the window and I'm looking out and I'm like, I see black street, street lights, nobody's out there. And I went, what the crap was that? So I went back to bed and went, went back to sleep. Like I said, I wasn't scared and I didn't understand what that was. And then all of a sudden, voices. Like, I mean, I was hearing voices, but this is my voice. This is my voice. And I was like, 
So it's like playing ping pong. I got my ego and then I got my higher self and I'm like, ooh, am I listening to? But the higher self, when I found what was interesting, like the conversation, man, the conversation. Would love to have heard that conversation, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like it was all, the ego is like me, 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 I, 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 you know, I, like me, me. And the ego's like, chill. Like, or not the, not the ego. The higher self is like. The higher self is just like, bring it down. Bring it down. This is, this is where we're going to be right now. It's the we conversation, right? And then I kept hearing the you, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine, Charlotte. It's going to be okay. Yeah. We, we're here for you. So it was that kind of, and I got them like, I, 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 and me, me, me. So I was trying to differentiate what the crap, like, meanwhile, the, you know, I'm just, I swear to God, if I were to sit there and watch myself, I'd be like, like <laughs> conversation going on inside of my head. <sighs> honestly, honestly. Yeah. So so the higher self um, for me was my voice. So that's what I started to get a little bit more familiar with. And I started to recognize. I remember driving and I encourage people to try to really be aware of this. And this is what I teach my students. Really be aware when you're in that meditative state. And for the most part, it's usually when we're driving. Mm-hmm. We are focused. We're, we should be focused. We should be focused on what we're doing. We're in the present moment. When we're focused and we're in the present moment, that's when we get the information. We get guidance, right? Yeah. And I started to understand what that process was for me. And I remember going, driving, and at that time, I wasn't working out. I wasn't going to the gym, wasn't really physically taking care of my body the way I wanted to take care of my body. My soul's like, okay, we need to have this discussion. So I remember driving in the car and I remember, I need to start working out the eye. I, 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 and for me it was, right? For I, it was the vanity part. It was like, uh-huh. I need to, yeah. And then I heard my soul, my higher self going, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So I had the I, I need to start working out because I was worried about the vanity part, the physical part. Oh, you looked like physically? Physically, yeah. And then my soul's like, yes, you do. So it was like that instantaneous, oh, okay, yeah. This is happening. This is happening. So I had to, you know, I had to, uh, so that's again, recognizing, right? Mm -hmm. And then the we, you know, I I remember just going, (laughs) okay, so I remember just dating on a dating site. That's a whole, that's a horror show conversation in itself. But anyway. Whole other episode. That is. Oh, sunshine, (laughs) sunshine. Anyway, (laughs) I remember talking to a guy online and I said at that moment, I can't remember how it unfolded, but he, he said, what are your plans for the future or something to that effect? And I said, well, cha- we're going to change the world. And he went, okay, you know what? I think I need to go and get uh, my eyes removed. So I'm just going to, I'm going to let you go. Bye, crazy lady. Bye. Never heard from him again. But I do feel like that was the higher self connecting. We're going to change the world. And just actually physically hearing that was kind of like, and the feeling I got, the power I had behind that, the absolute affirmation, this is happening. We're going to change the world. Mm-hmm. And so he, it, we were talking just before we got on here. It, that was not my guy. 
he was gone for, I swear, like the dust was hitting my face how fast he was ra- running out the door, right? Yep. So, yeah, that's, so that, that's what I try to teach people with connecting with the higher self. When we talk about angels and guides, I do feel like from, from my own personal experience, it yeah. does feel different. It does. Yeah. There's, there's difference. So yeah, just, yeah, just like a, just a, a like my first, the first guide I had was an Indian chief, very powerful, very, very, very prominent. Yeah. What I recognized with him was he was with animals. My connection with my Indian chief was animals. I call him Bill. He's Bill. My, mine was Will. Yeah. Mine, he had the big headdress and everything. Yes. Like, Sorry. That, right? <laughs> it's like, mm. <laughs> like presence, right? Just that solid. And For the, me, it was like I said, protect- the animal. Yes. The protector. Yes. And then all the animals. Yeah. 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 He was, when he came in, I was like, he didn't say a lot, but when he talked, it was like, I, I need to be listening. <laughs> well, and that's it. I love that you say that because he doesn't talk. He stands there, but for him, it's the animals. He brings me the animals. Those are my messengers from him. Pay attention. Yep. You know, and then all of a sudden, all these animals coming into my into my path. Like, inc- I kid you not, Shauna, I had a, um, what is that? A kukachu? Cuc- a white it's a white bird with the big head thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Flying to my house, random. They don't. We don't have those in Canada. No, not the big, not the big one. It flat. It flew into my house and it landed on my shoulder. <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should, can't make this up. No an way. Iguana, an iguana across the street. A lady needed me to help her with an iguana to capture this massive iguana. Like <laughs> it was crazy. And we so don't have, what, we, ha- we only have those here in, in like enclosures. We don't, we, they, they don't roam the streets. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. It was like, what the actual, and then dogs and cats and like, you name it. Yeah. So that was huge. So I reckon I connected with, with, with my, with Bill. My second one was a monk. And when I had the conversation with the monk, I had to, I remember taking my dog out for a walk yep. and the monk came to me so clearly and it was overwhelming because he actually pulled me back. So I'm getting ready to take my dog out for a walk. And it was overwhelming, the channeling that happened in that moment. I had to grab a book and I just started writing everything that he was coming to, to, to say. And I couldn't stop. I still have the book and I don't understand what it was, but I just wrote out everything. Yeah. Went for my walk and he was talking to me the whole time. He was talking like, and I was sitting there and it was a man's voice and I saw that it was a monk. And I remember walking my dog and if anybody was watching me, I'm sure they were sitting here going, 911, there's a crazy blonde looking at the sky and she's not really responsive. Because I was walking along and I was just like, because I was listening to him talk and I'm trying to absorb everything he's saying and I don't have a pen and paper so I can't take anything down. And I get back to the house and it was gone. And so that was my second um, teacher. I've had the Chinese uh, guru that's come to me and he's actually taught me about the, the Tai Chi and the energy flow. So I've got him and I've got the Indian God, the Indian God that comes to me and he helps me connect with my essential oils. Nice. And I, my, my past uh, life regression with him was I was coming out of a pyramid and I was totally in the toga. 
outfit and I had the sand and then feeling the heat and the camel. So that was my connection with that, gu uh, that guide. And he was again with my uh, connection with the essential oils. Jesus comes to me. Uh, he, he's talked to me. Uh, he, he, not, a not a chatty Kathy, not going to lie. Uh, he'll come to me. He'll sit and he just says what's on his mind. He's like, okay, so this, he'll show me, he'll take my hand, he'll guide me. Yep. And show me what the other side of the, like what other worlds I should be looking at, or this is what's going to be coming forward. And he'll just guide me and just show me. But it was funny. He sat down beside me the one time and I just sat there. And again, when you're on the other side, it's peace. There's no excitement. There's just mellow. You're calm. You're in that state, that Zen. There is no drama. It is all love and it is all peace. And it is just pure bliss. And I remember sitting there and he sat beside me. And he just looked at me and he said, they will come. They will be coming. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. And in my mind, I'm like, who? Like, what? What are you talking about? Ooh, like, what's happening? Like, can you, can you sit down? Can you write, like, can you write that out a little bit more for me? But in that state, when I'm on the other side talking, it's just like, okay, trust, surrender. All right. That's where we're at. Mm -hmm. But it's, and I, you know, like, you know for yourself when the guides come forward it's it can be challenging sometimes i'm getting a lot better i am my ego is sitting here going i'm just gonna sit this one out i'm gonna i'm gonna sit over here and i'm gonna let the soul and your guides you do you boo i'm just gonna yeah. say just call me back when you need me call me back i'll be here and yeah. that's the ego right yeah it but is. it's it is hard i find it challenging i find it challenging sometimes yeah yeah and it's 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 something that um you know, and, and it's, you know, like I shared earlier, you know, when I, when I started doing Reiki and, and the loved ones started coming in, I sat there and I thought, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this right. I, so you need to line up the right teachers and the right mentors and the coaches and, and all the people to help me to learn how to do this the correct way. And I find a lot of times I'm debunking stuff that's out there because Hollywood has done this incredible job of depicting what spirit communication is not. We are not conjuring the devil. We are not, you know, being possessed and taken over. And there's just so much out there. And people I find will be afraid of, and you alluded to this earlier, people are afraid of what they don't understand. And then people start throwing stuff at stuff that they don't understand and they don't get it. And oftentimes people, when they start coming, you know, kind of coming at me with stuff, it doesn't happen very often, but when they start oh yeah, prove it. And then and they come out with this weirdo energy. Um, it's interesting because those people haven't, they've had a loss that they haven't processed. And so it's interesting that, you know, again, I love that we're having this discussion about the ego because, you know, a lot of, oftentimes I've heard, I mean, I did a lot of studying with um, Wayne Dyer, you know, it's edging God out. It's, you know, the ego has its own agenda. The ego is, and, you know, I always tell people there are like two versions of Shauna. There is earth girl Shauna, who gets frustrated in traffic, who has tried online dating that we've talked about, right? There's Earth Girl Shauna that has wounds that she works through and, and triggers and and I've had things happen in life and, and you know, I, I love to eat ice cream probably too much. And, you know, it's just, there's that Earth Girl side of me. And then there is the other side of me, which is, um, I call her Shauna 3.0 because, you know, after going through my divorce, I'm a totally new person. <laughs> it's like, there's this, this other version of me that shows up as the best version of me. She's true. She's authentic. She 
um, stands in her truth and stands in her power and doesn't negotiate against herself. And so that is a lot of the work that that you and I, you know, we do. I mean, yes, we channel loved ones and guides and angels and all of these beautiful energies. Um, but I think I think a lot of our work is is similar in the fact that I, um, you know, I teach people how to live, you know, what is life after loss? What does that look like? Yes, we've had this loss, but how do you show up as the best version of you? Because that's what they want for you. That is what our loved ones on the other side want for us. That's where our guides and our angels, that's what all the posse, that is what, that's what we're here to do ultimately is show up as the best version of us and figure out what does that look like? What do, you know, what do my gifts look like? And how do I want to share those gifts with the world? And, and yeah, like there were, I used to teach a class years ago. It was uh, how to tame your ego. And we called it the dragon, how to tame your dragon in quotes, your ego. Cause it's like, anytime that we are embarking on anything new, it's going to, it's going to start chirping. And it was so cool. I took this class with Sonia Chiquette and she taught us, um, she said, I want you to, to have a visualization of what does your ego look like? And mine looked like a Doberman pincher. And her name was Sasha. And she was kind of a bitch, to be honest. I was like, Ooh, I see it. I see you. And then she said, whenever you are doing your work, like you're, you're meditating or you're working with clients or whatever you're doing, she said, you can ask your ego to be quiet, to lie down at your feet and be quiet. And I said to her in the class that one day, I said, she's not listening. Like I said, I'm telling her to lie down and be quiet, but she just gets louder. And she said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have your guides come in and you're going to physically, you're going to see them physically take her <laughs> and imagine she's going outside to play or whatever she's doing. And so I had, to, that's where I had to start because my ego was so loud and, you know, my mother was, she was outrageously critical of everyone and just so um, unkind and so I grew up thinking that that's normal. That's how you talk to yourself. That's how you think of people. That's just, that was instilled. And so I remember that to this day, it's like, I would see my guides take Sasha and she was outside and the door was shut. And it was like, oh, does she have to come back? Like, <laughs> can, she, can we please just, just keep her, keep her. She's yours. She's, she's yours. Please take her. And yeah, you're right. Like there was this, this time where I had to really, understand and you know and this comes with with the work right like i tell people um people would say to me well you know why are you charging to help people and i said well you know this pays my mortgage you don't get free dental work from your dentist do you i have spent thousands tens of thousands of hours studying traveling the world reading investing in myself so i can be the best version of me that i can be and a lot of people don't understand that when you do this kind of work that you need to be as neutral as you possibly can. And like you said earlier, be in that space of love and just be the best that you can be so that that information can channel through you. And so it's fascinating. Like I just, I love that. And you're right. Like a lot of people say to me, I don't even know what half these voices are in my head. And it's like, well, let's start to look at that, shall we? And you're right. Like the ego is like, I, <laughs> me, I, <laughs> and then it starts to blame everybody. And it's like, you know, I tell people the easiest way to know if it's your angels is that angels are just love. That's it. That's all they know. They're not judgmental. They're not jerks. They're not wanting to drive over people. <laughs> it just They don't get any of that, you know? So it's fun. It's fun to start to kind of put everything in its category. <laughs> well, and it's true though, because like, and I, I, I sit here and I do this. So I, 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 what I, personally, what I've started to do 
this is so I took a monk course because that really and all of a sudden I'm totally into Buddhism like it's just yeah I don't I don't stick to one particular like love is love like period end of discussion yeah Um, but you know it was just like I've for me the the new version of me that I'm wanting to move into is the removal of the I and the me and trying to And again, I love my ego. I love it. Mm-hmm. I have to. I mean, I need to do math. Like, I need to figure out math. I need to balance my checkbook. Like, like, all that stuff, right? So I need that. So I appreciate and I love. And I'm a Leo, too. So that's just <laughs> double whammy <laughs> with that one. Thank you. Thank you. But so I try to really honor my ego and, and be gentle with her. And I am starting. And I don't even like saying I anymore. And what I, so this is what's interesting too, when we're talking about the higher self, you're going to notice, you will notice your soul starts to make things feel a lot more uncomfortable or just, it just doesn't feel right. Like maybe it's a group of people that you're hanging out with. Because yeah. you're evolving, right? Like your soul's evolving yes. and you don't understand. And I just did a, it was so beautiful. I just did a reading for a lady and she just didn't understand that. And I said, sunshine, honey, muffin, sugar, plum. It's because you're elevating. Your soul wants you to elevate. Your higher self is sitting there going, no, boo. I'm sorry, babe, but this needs to go to the side because we, we have something a little bit better. We have something a lot better for you. So you need to let this go cry let it out do what you got to do but honey it is so much better at this level Mm -hmm. and when i when you know when when we were having the read and stuff you could just see she's like oh you could just it was just that's what that is that's why i'm feeling like that and i told her i said and i asked her i said you know i i when i'm when we're having the meeting and I've had, this is so beautiful because the guides are like, okay, so she gets it. Charlotte gets it. So we're going to send this person to her and this guy to her. <laughs> and I've had my guy friends and spirit knows when to have certain conversations yep. right? and what conversations to have. And I love that they do that. I love yes. that spirit does that. So I'll be sitting there with my guy friends because a lot of guy friends don't even, you know, people in general, not guys or girls, but guy friends. And I remember the one guy going, I was sharing my story about the higher self. And he's like, wait a minute. Because I just, that's so weird. And I went, no, honey, it's never weird. There's no such thing as weird in my world. So just lose that word. It's fascinating. It's incredible. It's amazing. You can use those ones. (laughs) But he goes, uh, I remember being in the house. And all of a sudden, I hear my name. Mm -hmm. And he starts running around the house like a crazy man. He's like, looking closet I said honey you're looking even crazier when you're looking in closets and you're looking under the bed yeah. just just surrender and understand that that was your higher self but I understand I get it I totally get you boo yeah. but now that you know now that you know start to connect or start to understand that when you're hearing the you yeah. the we or your name in your voice that is your higher self you we name higher self I love higher self. right there yeah. And gentle, always gentle. Like you said, always gentle. Always gentle. Always love. Always gentle. Yes, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's fascinating. And I remember I remember Sonia Shiket, she said, I love you said weird. And she looked at me once and she said, you know, weird is wonderful, right? And I was like, oh, you're right. Weird is wonderful. Because I grew up not feeling like I fit in anywhere. Like I was ostracized. I was a weirdo. I was this. I was that. My mother, my mother used to always say, what's wrong with you? And for the longest, for 
you know, probably 30 years that was running in the back of my head. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Anytime I'd make a mistake, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And it was just like, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> what, 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 wait, wait a minute. Right. And I just, I find that so fascinating. I love it. I love, I love this work because it really, once you have that experience where you are aligned you're aligned with your higher self, your your soul, your spirit, whatever you want to call it. You know, Shauna 3.0, uh, Joe, Joe Dispenza calls it, you know, getting rid of the avatar to be future yeah. you, to be the true authentic yeah. you. I just, whatever you want to call that. It is so beautiful. There was um, there was a podcast I heard from, uh, it was uh, Brene Brown. She was on Tim Ferriss's podcast. And she talks about, you know, usually at some point in your life, you know, the universe, she calls it the universe. The universe puts her hands on your shoulders and she says, well, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? She may not yeah. have swore. I added that. And, <laughs> and it was funny because then she says, what happens at that point, if you hear the call is typically things aren't working. You're kind of, you could be feeling stuck. Things aren't working. You're just, you're overloaded. You're overwhelmed. It's just, you're angry. You're frustrated. All of the ego stuff, the ego is driving the bus. And then she says, then you spend the next little bit of time. And that varies from person to person. I personally get in the arena and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> what else have we got in here? Like I'm, I'm to the nth degree on personal development. And so she says, you know, then you spend a certain amount of time undoing and unraveling from everything that you thought was you. And, you know, people think they're having a midlife crisis. It's not a midlife crisis. It's a It's you becoming, right? It's, it's your becoming. You are stepping into who you came here to be. And we all knew this coming in. This is what people forget as well. It's like, we, I, I said, I say to people, okay, I, I see a big table and I sit at that table with my guides and we, we chat about stuff. I pull in my masters, my teachers, my angels, my posse, we talk about stuff. Same thing happens before you come in. You know what your big mission is. You know what you're working on. You know what your triggers are. You know the stuff you're bringing in with you. And then you pick your family. <laughs> you pick the family that's going to help teach you all that stuff, right? And then at some point, and it happens at a different time for everybody, and sometimes it need, it takes an accident. Sometimes it takes a horrific you know, traumatic event. Sometimes it's just, you wake up one day and it's like, oh, so it's different for everybody. And then you start to really wonder. I started to, I started to ask, is this all there is? And then I was in a bookstore. I was guided to go to this bookstore. I'd never gone in before. And I picked up a book on spirit guides and I was like, what do you mean spirit guides? Who are these? Like, like the, like we're literally, it's wiped. <laughs> some of it's wiped and, and some of it stays and it's, it's really quite fascinating. And so it's, it's really becoming who, who you came to be. And I love that. And so it's, yeah, go, 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 go. No, I had, so it was interesting too, that when I, when I teach uh, the higher self, the connecting to the higher self, like <clears throat> my personal experience has been that um, yes, it's the voice. And usually, like I said, for me, that was the biggest connection with my higher self was hearing my voice. And then recognizing, like I said, initially, it was I, I wasn't sure what that was. But now in hindsight, that's what that was. And my higher self knew that I was a better, maybe, a, maybe a better listener. I don't know at that time. But that was the first connection with the higher self. What I what I also believe is, when you're connecting to your higher self as well, I do feel like sometimes they will show you 
or they'll they'll put you in a situation where you'll be where you will be hearing overhearing certain certain things going on in your world yep. that your higher self needs you your needs you to pay attention to because it is going to be something that you're probably going to be experiencing and that's why you're feeling or hearing that conversation at that specific time in that specific moment yep. it is something that your guy like your higher self i feel i believe is sitting and going making you kind of overhear that that conversation but i also believe yeah. that uh too that when people talk about goosebumps i also feel like with with my with my belief and just the you know what i've learned is i feel like when you're having those conversations that you're supposed to be having or when you're receiving the information that you're supposed to be receiving in that moment your yeah. body your physical body is showing you the goosebumps yes you are supposed to witness you are supposed to be present in this moment and you will acknowledge, oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps because you were supposed to yes. receive that message, information, whatever it was. The chills, same thing. Yep. So I tell people like those are just little things. Those are just little subtleties yep. that are making you pay attention to the physical visually seeing it because you're not picking up on what you're hearing or yep. what higher self is laying down. So we're going to show you and we're going to get your chills just to get you to pay attention. Yeah, I, I love that, right? Because it's, uh, you know, <laughs> people are like, well, why can't I just sit down and, and you know, people say to me, they, they, you know, with opening their spiritual gifts are like, you know, I want to see, I want to see my loved ones on the other side and have a conversation with them. And I say to them, well, wouldn't we all, right? And I said, it, it depends on how your gifts work. Depends on how your gifts work. And- it's like training for a marathon. What do you need to do to train for a marathon? You're going to eat differently. You're going to train differently. Your sleep is different. You're drinking more water. You have special shoes. Da, 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 da. I mean, your, your world shifts when you start training for something. Same thing with your spiritual gifts, right? Like it's, again, it's, I always tell people, you know, on the days I work with clients I meditate twice a day, I eat different. I don't talk a whole lot. We do still have a dance party in the morning, but my day looks different on those days. The days that I teach, I'm sure the same thing is for you because we're pulling through, we're bringing through so much energy. And we have a certain amount of that energy. So we need to make sure we're nice and topped up to be able to do that. And so um, it's fascinating with people because it's, I, I, and with Reiki as well, right? With energy work, it's like a rotor rooter. It's going to go through and chew up what is not you, what doesn't need to be there, what isn't serving you to make more room for who you truly authentically are. And so, and, and that's, it takes work. And a lot of people will, once it starts rearing its head, you know, nobody wants to go into their childhood, but that's where this stuff landed, right? You know, like I, I tell people, you know, those first seven years, you're in theta brainwave. You are a sponge soaking up the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And a lot of it's passed down because people don't really, they're not conscious of what they're passing down there. They haven't learned to love themselves. Yeah. So then it comes back to, right, learning to love yourself. And that's the true the true, I believe the true gift of making that connection with your higher self and embodying those higher, the higher frequencies and the higher energies. And, you know, we can't eradicate the ego, but we can love it and we can understand it. And it has a place in our life. We need it. <laughs> and so, Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah. And, and am I like this all the time? No. Like I said earlier, I mean, there's earth girl version and she gets spicy and angry and frustrated and, and all of it. And I still have stuff I'm working on. But then there's this other version of me. And so the work becomes 
I want to be, I want to hang over on, on this side a little bit more. I don't want to be angry. And I find a lot of people on the planet, it's like, um, it's like misery loves company. People are choosing to suffer and they don't, they think I'm, I'm judging them when I say that, but I'm not, it's a choice. You can get up in the morning and choose happiness, choose suffering. Hmm. And we oscillate between the two. I get it. Some days I'm miserable, but it's like, it, it literally is a choice. And it's like, huh. And we're so conditioned to that. It's almost like, it's almost like it's noble to suffer. It's noble to be in pain and, and relive the trauma. Then <laughs> they want to hang on to the story. And it's like, you could do that, but there's also another way you could put all of that down and then you can decide to design the life that you really would love to live. What I liked a hundred percent. I love what I love about my own uh, journey is that I feel like I've always said that I've had exactly what you said. I've got two people. There's Charlotte, the human, yep. and then there's exactly what you said, the authentic Charlotte. Yep. That is who I want to and what I strive to become. Because in my growth, I see all this, this, I see, you know, glimpses or I feel, not even that I see, but I feel yeah. this authentic Charlotte is just so loving and pure. And I can tell, you can tell the difference. You really, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I tell people, like I tell my students, you have a, exactly what you said. You have a choice. The, the empowering and beautiful thing is you have a choice. You can stay in your victim mode. And honey, I'm not judging because I've been there and I've done that. Okay. Sometimes it's the easiest. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the mood <laughs> to be strong today. I'm going to stay oh. in the victim. But then I pull myself. I feel like I pull myself out or my higher self pulls my, my, my sorry little ego ass up and just goes, look, you've done this before. Yes. You can sit and wallow, we'll let you, but you know what it feels like to win and overcome. Yes. So are you going to sit here and wallow, or are you going to overcome like you've overcome everything else in your life? Yep. You choose, but let like the feeling is very different, and it's very empowering. Once you step, or once you acknowledge that you're going to go through, and I tell my students this, once you acknowledge and you're ready for the fight, it's going to be a fight, but the victory, the victory, sunshine is all that matters because you went through that process yeah. because now you've escalated and you're going to be helping another come through the exact same thing you just went through. Exactly. If that does not inspire you enough in itself, yep, that's a choice. That's a choice. It's true, right? It's like, huh? Okay. 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 What does Joe Dispenza call it? He says, instead of focusing on the life that you've already led, why not focus on the life that you would really like to have? And some people are like, oh, it's nary fairy and you're not being realistic. And you know, life is hard and you got to work hard and you got to do this. And, uh, and it's like, sure. Do we have responsibilities and we got to pay to keep the lights on? Yes. And we got to take care of stuff. Yes. But it's, you can do it in a miserable state, or you can do it in a happy state. And, you know, this is a lot of the stuff I did with Tony Robbins years ago was, you know, what is the state that you're occupying? You know, what is that? Is it, 
misery? Is it, do you wake up in the morning? And Joe Dispenza talked about this a lot too. He said, most people wake up in the morning and their mind just starts going into what was wrong. What was wrong yesterday? And I hated that. And that didn't work. And then the mind but it gets on a hamster wheel and then it, it goes and finds more. It's like, yeah, remember this? Remember this? Oh yeah. Remember this person said this? Remember this? <laughs> I used to say this about my mother all the time. This was fabulous. I said to her once, I said, it's like you have this pantry full of all of these little jars full of stuff from the past, little past hurts and, you know, wrongdoings and all of this negative, hurtful, toxic stuff and you've kept all of these jars over the years. And then out of nowhere, you will go in and start opening them and start spraying them on people and start bringing this stuff up. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And you mentioned this earlier too. It's 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 really, when you step onto this path, you're going to lose relationships because people are not going to want to grow with you. And, and, and they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to, right? Season a reason, a lifetime. And it's like, cool. You know, and I've lost so many friendships over the years. And I thought, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? No, there isn't because they don't want to step up. They don't want to grow. They don't want to let go of their stories and that's okay. Right. And that's okay. And it's like, now I get to a point where it's, I'm not beating myself up and I'm not beating the other person up. It's like, cool. I trust that if you're meant to be in my world, you will be. And I send you love and blessings because I know you're working on your own stuff. And, and that's okay. And maybe at some other point we will, we will meet up again. And if we don't, that's okay too. There are what, 8 billion people on the planet. I got stuff to do. And it was funny because I didn't realize I was holding on to people too. Like for the longest mm-hmm. time I would hold on to people and then it would be like something would happen. And I would be like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I don't, uh, this relationship has shifted. Oh, I don't, I don't think we're meant to be this close or, or in, in each other's worlds at all. And then I would end the relationship or step away from the relationship and then they would come back and I'd let them come in and then it would escalate. It would have to get even uglier and then it would end again and they would go away and then they would come back. And I'm like, what if I just didn't let them back in? You know, and and it's, I think it's, it's a lot of, um, I don't know if you found this, but I found that it's, it's really about boundaries. It's when oh. we come back to self-love, when I'm not abandoning myself and I love myself and I value myself. And that's work in progress some days. Some days I'm really good. Some days, not so much. Oh, but it's, yeah. when, you, when you are your own protector, when you know that you have your back, the universe has your back, right? Your loved ones have your back. When you have that core that everything is going to be okay, then you can take that leap of faith and step into you know, more of, of what you're here to share and experience. And, and I find that over the years, it's almost like I've, I've become a recluse at times. Yes. I'm very public and I do a lot on social media and I teach and I do all the things, but when I'm home alone, that's my sacred time. So if you want to spend time with me, it has to be something that's more fun than me being at home by myself. (laughs) Yeah. I preach because it's the same thing. Like, I mean, you know, when, when, when we're called to do the work and we're, and just serious about it, like I, you know, it, I'm not going to lie, but at the beginning it was, it was fun. It was interesting. It was exciting. And I was like, yay, I get to help people. Absolutely. And that was the huge part of it. Yeah. Then I recognized that my soul still need, if I want to continue to do this work, I have to do that soul work. And again, it is a choice. Yes. Yes. It's a choice. And I felt, you know what? It feels so, if I can help 
with this part of who I am, this, you know, just recognizing that I have this, this loveliness and I can share that with people. So what happens if I really start to do the work on myself? What Mm -hmm. would happen then? Who could I help then? You know, and I have that. And again, it's that choice. And I understand, I almost, I almost look at it like, when I come across something in my world that I know that I and that I know that I have to acknowledge and I know that it's a lesson and I know that I have to learn, I sit here and I go, okay, oh crap. But then I sit here and go, no, no, I need to do this. I gotta do this. I got and it's almost like it, it is, it's that it's that duplistic you know, conversation in the head and the higher self's like, you got this boo. We're here. We got you. It's gonna suck, yeah. But you're you're strong. You can do yep. this. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, and then I, and then I drudge through it. And sometimes, like you said, you just, I wake up and I go, really? <laughs> but I allow myself. So I, 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 like I said, I do recognize, and I tell people this to be gentle, be gentle. It's a work in progress. And I love the I that I am, the physical I of the ego. I am that person and I need to honor that. I'm going to ball my face up. I'm going to chow down on chocolate. I'm going to stuff my face with chips. Yes. And if I want to do that, I'm going to give myself that permission to do yes. that for the day, maybe the two days. But then after a while, I'm going to go, okay, I'm yep. ready. Let's do this. Let's you do know? This. Yeah. So I always like I tell people with the higher self, just just be gentle. It is a work in progress. Like there is no such thing as perfection. No. When you're evolving, when you are evolving, Mm -hmm. those who choose to evolve. Make a choice of understanding it's not going to be easy. The strong persevere. Those who are not ready to make that transition, that is okay too. Mm -hmm. But those who are ready to step into that higher self, that of who they are, the authenticness of who they were when they originally came and even before they landed on this physical plane, they're meant to go through all of those. It, it's time to go through those hurdles. Their soul is ready. Let's do this. Let's if do you this. get set back, then that's okay too. But just know that you, you made it this far. Start again here and continue forth. It's a work in progress. It really is. So you got to just be gentle on yourself. I love that. I I love our whole conversation. And I know that we'll, we'll be doing more. We'll be doing more. We'll have you back for more episodes because it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's, it's opened up a whole, uh, a whole new way of looking at things for people. And I'm excited for everyone to, to hear this, this episode because it's, it's important work and it, right, it, it does take work and the rewards are so incredible. I was, I t- there was someone that came to me years ago and she was like, I just want to heal and get rid of all this stuff and be done with it. And I said, you're never done. And she looked at me, she goes, what? I said, uh-uh, you were never done. I said, it gets easier. I said, it gets easier. You get rid of the big stuff, the big, the big things that happened. But I said, it just, it gets easier. And then you, have this resilience that you didn't know you had and you're able to shift through and work through and, and, and get stuff. And I called our spiritual toolbox. I said, you've got stuff in your spiritual toolbox that will help with this. And then when you get stuck, that's when you find, you find the right person to help you work through things. And so I just, I think it's so, it's so enlightening and, and just so, so fantastic. Would you tell everyone where they can find you? What classes, what do you have coming up? Tell, tell us everything. Well, I do. If you wanted to book a reading with me, you can go to the silverliningheeler.com is my website. Um, I do offer classes. I do update my, um, 
usually on Facebook. And on Facebook, it's under uh, Charlotte Lamenda. Okay. I do have Silver Lining Healer, uh, but I do most of my posts on Charlotte Lamenda. And that's also my Instagram is uh, the Silver Lining Healer. Okay. And we will have all of that in the show notes for everyone so they can find you yeah. and follow And you. that's when I make my announcements too, of where I'm going to be touring and where I'm going to be offering classes and such. But yeah. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And and thank you. Thank you so thank much you. for having me. It was, it was like you said, it's it's wonderful when you can talk to people and just, yeah, just have a beautiful, beautiful conversation. Absolutely. Beautiful conversation. Love it. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna DeMellon Medium or visit my website at livealifeyoulove.org where you'll find my offerings, including my Growing Up in Heaven program that teaches you how to make the connection with your son or daughter on the other side. Thank you for listening and see you next time here on the Oracle of Light.